okay. Um, it's always tough to start these ones. Mm-hmm. Singing the song in my head. Uh, welcome back. No, I said, I said, uh. <laughs> Welcome back to Your Mother Ate My Dog, with an exclamation mark, the podcast. I'm your host, Josh. He's your host, Jesse. And today we embark on a terrifying 1999 retelling of a terrifying 1963 movie that in itself was a terrifying retelling of a 1959 short story about a house that preys upon insomniacs, or something like that. This story might actually be more familiar to our audience as a 2018 terrifying Netflix series called The Haunting of Hill House, which is actually what the 1999 film that we watched was originally supposed to be called, if not for the fact that another movie came out that year called The House on Haunted Hill. Confused? Good. The movie this week we watched was The Haunting, and boy was it something. Thank you for your patience, Jesse. Why don't you start? Boy, that was an endurance run, if I ever heard it. I'm well, sweating, just saying it. Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. Well, you know what? I am going to start with the things I like about this movie. And I'm going to start with that because it's not a terribly long list. First of all, I got to say I loved the set. The house itself was like was insanely detailed and a lot of really cool elements and I just thought it was super interesting. And the first, when we first like get introduced to the house, like the first 10 minutes or so, like I understood why people would be scared being in that house. Like it was the most believable, scary house. It was frightening. The other thing that I liked about this movie was the premise, the ideas in the house. And really there's sort of this doctor who has other plans, but I, I have to say that's sort of where the end of of that goes for me in terms of enjoyment, because I think it wasn't really all that well implemented. A great idea, but it kind of pretty quickly went away from that idea and became something else entirely. And that's when I thought the movie stopped working. Now, what about you? What, what did you like about this movie? Well, before we get there, um, did you watch the 19 or sorry, the 2018 Netflix series? Uh, Haunting of Hill House? No, I didn't. Did you? I did. Uh, it was so much better than this. Oh, really? Um, story, storytelling. They, I, I haven't read the 1959 short story mm-hmm. by Shirley Jackson, and I haven't seen the 1963 movie um, that was based off of the short story. Right. So I can't comment on those, but the Netflix series, so well done. They were all siblings in this. They had the same name. So there was a Theo, there was a Nell, and there was a Luke, and mm-hmm. there was two others. Um, I can't remember their names. But they were all siblings. And then Hugh, there were the Cranes, and Hugh Crane was the dad. Okay. Uh, the mom hung herself, much like in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend you checking that out. Uh, I had two... Two well, three positives, three good things. The set was the big one. Um, one of the largest interior sets ever built for a film cost close to fifteen million dollars. Wow. When 
at the beginning of the movie when Nell arrives at the mansion, that was filmed in England. So like it's a real mansiony place in England. Okay. But the interior sets were built inside uh, the old Spruce Goose hangar uh, for pilot Howard Hughes, which is now uh, home to Google offices in California. Okay. Just a little fun fact. Um, the second thing I liked was Owen Wilson mm. playing a character named Luke. Yeah, that was funny. And then the third thing was um, in our last on our last podcast, we watched a movie called Con Air. Um, and the the con pilot played by a guy named MC Ganey. You probably didn't notice this. He made a brief cameo um, at the beginning of the film when Liam Neeson and his boss were in that room with a bunch of uh, cameras where people like showing people's interviews and stuff. Right. He was in the background of that. Oh, so that was a big positive of this film for you. Just, yeah. Tying, tying things together. <laughs> yep. I would, that, that's another thing I was going to mention was, yeah, I did like that Owen Wilson was in this and I thought he was probably the best actor for me. But his name was Luke. That's his brother's name. I know. Which has been another big theme for us, uh, Luke and Owen Wilson. But mm-hmm. Okay, well, that was the good parts. Now, the bad. Let me just preface this by saying 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was yes. not Oscar nominated. No. I. Uh, yeah, this movie is definitely the closest for, for my personal feelings about my enjoyment of the film to what that Rotten Tomato score is. I did not love this movie, and there was a lot of things wrong with it. it and but it, and it was extra unsatisfying, m- mainly because of how much I enjoyed the beginning, like the first, let's say, twenty minutes to half an hour or so. Like it was, the atmosphere was really good, and I lo- I loved the set being introduced to that. And at first glance, too, I liked the characters. I sort of grew to not like the characters all that much, but it was really setting itself up for like a really interesting idea. And then as soon as the CG started happening and the main actress is when she started like spiraling and sort of losing her mind more than I guess she had already, she was already a little bit uh, strange, but I just thought her performance as an actress wasn't great. It wasn't very believable when she started like sort of losing her mind fully. And yeah, the CG elements really brought me out of it. It was not well done, um, not very believable. And yeah, it really took away f- from the film for me. Now, what did you think about that aspect? To be fair, though, she was an insomniac. That's true. Um, the, to jump ahead a little bit, uh, on the CGI aspect of it, um, at the end of the movie, when uh, Big Hugh, like his big head was coming at them, it yeah. reminded me of, I don't know why, but it reminded me of The Mummy. Oh, yeah. I see that. Um, and I, I probably shouldn't say this without confirming, but I think the guy who directed it also directed The Mummy. Actually, you know what? It does I, sound I, I, right. I think I read that. So, um, but wait, was the Mummy nineteen ninety nine as well, or was it earlier? 
Fact checking um, isn't a big part of this podcast, uh, but I, I'm fairly certain it was the same guy who directed The Mummy, and so maybe he was like, you know, worked in that one. Let's try it in this one. Um, yeah, no, I can see that. I was also not a big fan of of the actress who played Nell, the main character. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised she mm-hmm. got the main character part over the other three main actors who are much bigger names than she is. I don't actually yeah. even know her name. Yeah, nor I. Um, which is disres- very disrespectful. Uh, so I apologize yeah, how if she's you... listening. She's probably not acting. <laughs> yeah, she, I, I do know that she listens here and there. She definitely listened to the Green Lantern episode, so hopefully she skips this one. Um, other than that, I, I touch, in it, touch on it a, a bit um, in my scores, but yeah, this movie was hard to watch, mm-hmm. which is disappointing because there's like you said, so much promise there. Oh, totally. Who doesn't love a good haunted haunted house movie? Yeah, and, and see, what I thought they would do more of was um, Liam Neeson's character, Dr. Marrow. Like, we got to see a bit more of, like, things that he did purposefully to scare the um, participants. Like, I know he told them about that story, which wasn't, he was saying wasn't real. and it, But... I wish he had done more, like, when we found that paint, the words, uh, I can't remember exactly what it said, but the red paint over the painting of Ukraine. Welcome back, Eleanor? Yeah, something like that. And I just, like, you didn't see a whole lot of what he did to instill fear on them. It just, like, very quickly became, okay, the house is actually haunted. And I would be on board for that if... that whole haunting part was like more believable. Like I know it's not a very believable thing, but just this, all the CG, it just took me right out of it. It's like this is looks looks terrible, and it's not well done, and I'm just not scared. Whereas when it was just the atmosphere of the house and there was no effects, that was like I I felt like if I was in that house right now, I'd be terrified. And so that part, it just it just didn't work for me. I agree. I think it's the first time that we've actually agreed on something. Yeah. Um, what made you pick this movie uh, in the first place? Well, part of it was our conversation about Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson. And then I kind of went on like a YouTube wormhole and I was just watching Owen Wilson like interviews. And I think he did like one of those autocomplete interview things, the wired autocomplete interviews. And I can't remember what the question was, but it prompted him to start talking about this movie. And he was like, and I was like, what? I didn't know he did a movie like this. And I was immediately intrigued. And then I saw that Catherine Zeta-Jones and Liam Neeson were in it. And it was like supposedly a horror movie, which I don't really think. I mean, I guess technically it is, but it's not all that scary. And I just was immediately like, you know what, let's just watch it. And I went into it basically knowing absolutely nothing about it except about who's in it. So yeah, I watched the Netflix series, Haunting of Hill House, and I did not know this movie existed. Right. Um, apparently, Steven Spielberg and, or yeah, Steven Spielberg and Stephen King were originally attached to do something with this movie. Mm-hmm. They ended up leaving for whatever reason. Yeah. Spielberg might have had some uncredited rewrites or 
he helped in some way, but okay. there was promise here. They just didn't deliver. No, definitely not. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. Not a lot to talk about. It is, yeah, it's like one of those yeah. movies. Like it's, it was two hours long, and it and it feels like when I think about it, like lots of happened, but then there's just really I don't know. It's, yeah, it just kind of falls flat. There's not a whole lot to talk about, and I just. I also didn't really understand the tie-in, like, that um, Nell, like, I guess was part of the family. And, like, you know, in the beginning of the film where she's in her apartment, or the apartment she was, you know, living with her mother in, and you, you get a glimpse at her her um, her mother's, like, room. And at the end of the film in the mansion, we see another room that's, like, identical to it. Did you understand that? No, and the, like the same necklace too. Yeah. Well, I understood. Well, because she t- she had the necklace like on her bureau at, in her apartment, and she put it on. I got, I got the part like that part that it was like handed down, I guess. But I just didn't understand why those two rooms were identical. I don't. I didn't really understand. Like maybe that was just like a part of the haunting like it just sort of like made it look that way or something like maybe this movie's worth a, a rewatch <laughs> yeah definitely this not movie's much like much like episode one of primer where you just have to watch it two or three times to fully understand yeah i know i don't see myself watching this anytime again soon maybe if owen and luke redid it yeah yeah that's the thing owen could play liam neeson right and like that's another part too. Like, I did. I I would say Owen Wilson was my favorite actor in this. I thought he did a pretty good job. And it wasn't perfect, especially once you know shit starts really hitting the fan, and all these you know everyone is now believing Nell and seeing all these things happen, and like just people's reactions to things. It's like they weren't very believable, and they're like trying to be like scared. And I like. Yeah, they didn't seem very scared. Just wasn't all that. Just didn't buy it. They were like leaning too much into the effects and not the um, the reactions from the actors. Owen Wilson was by far the best character, mm-hmm. the best actor in this, and that's not saying a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can go into our scores. Yeah, let's do that. So obviously, originality is going to be a low score because this was based off a short story that was based off a movie that was. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's it. But I gave it a two yeah. um, because I gave it a two instead of a one because they couldn't actually, they couldn't use any of the scenes from the original movie uh, for whatever reason. Oh. So although it wasn't an original idea, they, they did have to kind of figure out the story on their own. Right. The, the new people. So I gave it a two. Okay. Yeah, I'd be hovering around there. I mean, like if this was the first time this idea had been done, I'd give it a lot higher score because I think it's actually... Definitely interesting. And again, like if they played around with more of that, the doctor actually like, we actually get to see more things that he does to frighten them. And then we, there's more of like, oh, is he doing this? Or is it actually ghosts? Um, If that was implemented better, I probably would have gotten a higher score. But yeah, again, since it's uh, adapted from something else, I'd just be right with you. I'd just put it out of two. Yeah, plus it's a, scary haunted house movie we've seen before that's true 
Um, I gave the ending a five. Okay. Which maybe seems a little generous with all this CGI talk. Yeah. I didn't actually expect the main girl, Nell, to die. Like I didn't think anybody right. anybody would die. Uh I mean after Owen Wilson, but after saving the spirits of those poor child laborers. Yeah. So that was surprising. Uh a little more of a surprise score. I love a good beheading. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I swear I heard Owen Wilson say, wow, right after it happened as his head rolled. Yeah. I was counting. He definitely said, wow, four times. Oh. That I counted. Oh. But I don't know about the, that last one. He said it in after he was already beheaded. That would have been funny. I would have loved. I would have loved if the camera went to his beheaded head and just him saying, wow. Yeah, that would have been much better. Um, yeah, the ending I did feel was a little anticlimactic and I mean, yeah, her dying was unexpected. That's for sure. But then it kind of like, you know, she dies and then there's about a minute after that where like, you know, the caretakers come back and they're like, we see, we, yeah, what, what, what did you expect? I guess, or, and I don't know. I'd be, I'd be, I wouldn't be as generous as you may. I'd be more at like a four. I mean, to go back to those caretakers, though, the like woman, mm-hmm. Mrs. Dudley, um, the she's played by somebody who looks exactly like the person who plays her in the uh, Netflix series. But when she goes from room to room and mm-hmm. recites the "We're not here past dark" thing, yeah, like, I thought she's a robot or something, or or perhaps a ghost. Right, perhaps those two are. Uh, not of the real world. Yeah, that's... Well, probably probably not. No, but that's an interesting idea. One thing I did notice, as soon as I saw her, is I recognized her from a movie that I enjoyed as a kid, which doesn't get as much love as I think it should. I think it's underrated, which is Home Alone 3. Have you seen Home Alone 3? Um, it's a different kid. It's not Macaulay Culkin, is it? Yeah, I think I had a VHS of that growing up. Yeah, I... I like that one in the series. But anyway, she's like, um, she just plays, an, I think, like an elderly neighbor who's in distress or something like that. But um, yeah, it just made me think of that movie. <laughs> I was like, made me think of better movies. And you, if you think Home Alone 3 is a definition of a better movie, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's saying a lot, yeah. Okay. So, Expectation... Yes. Um, I guess I didn't really have any expectations at all. I, all I knew was the Rotten Tomato score. And I try not to let that influence me too much. And I think so far with all the films we've seen for this podcast, it hasn't really. But um, I think maybe I, it was my expectations were met. If I, if I were just to take that score and I knew that it was like a blockbuster, like it, it made quite a lot of money. And it also like had a huge budget and all that. And uh, yeah, I knew it was kind of like a flop. And as when I watched it, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I see why. So, I mean, I think my expectations were just, yeah, they were met. So I don't know what I'd give for a score for that. Maybe it's just like a three or something. Uh, I felt the same way. I give it a five, like right down the middle. Yeah, I guess that should be my score, like... It, they met each other. Yeah, uh, because I watched the trailer before. Okay. And the trailer, 
kept like it kept the same tone as the movie. Uh-huh. So while I was watching the trailer, I'm like, oh yeah, this is not going to be good. Right. Just it was a a big budget movie, but it it seemed like a low budget movie mm-hmm. uh, by the the trailer, and I it just seemed kind of corny the acting didn't seem all that great and then i watched it and it's like oh yeah okay, i was right yeah totally so expectation of five mm-hmm. acting um catherine zeta jones uh liam neeson owen wilson the uh main girl who we sh- i should find her name and say it once yeah um i mean there were some some good actors, um, but they were disappointing. Yeah, definitely. I could have used less of Catherine Zeta-Jones. I didn't think she she was very helpful. Right. A little annoying. Yeah. Which I feel bad to say. Uh, Liam Neeson being afraid of heights and ghosts and the dark uh, was... It made his new, his like newer action movies, like The Takens, much less believable. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of Liam Neeson anymore. Yeah. Uh, I read somewhere where him and um, Catherine uh, were afraid of uh, the the dark and ghosts, and so they didn't want to film After Dark. Oh, interesting. Like, come on. <laughs> Did I save my score? It's a four. Okay. No, you hadn't until then. Yeah, so the main actress, her name is Lily Taylor. Ah. Yeah. And I, I was look, quickly looking at uh, the other things she has done. I haven't seen anything else she's been in, and none of, none of the movies even are ringing a bell. Um, so, yeah, again, a strange choice maybe to, ch- to choose her, but uh, maybe in the, the casting room they saw something that, was promising, but I just didn't think it really played out all that well. Owen Wilson, I thought was the best part, especially uh, maybe the first uh, half an hour, forty-five minutes of him being in the film, and then yeah, once everyone, once the ghosts were affecting everyone, I just thought everyone's performance was really muddled and just not that interesting. Yeah, and it's it is disappointing having these big name actors. Um, like Oscar winning, um, Catherine Zeta Jones has won an Oscar from, uh, I think she won it in Chicago, from Chicago. Uh, Liam Neeson has definitely been nominated, probably for Schindler's List, I would have to assume. But uh, yeah, it just didn't, it just was quite a letdown overall. I, I'd, I'd be probably at a three. Maybe if we would have uh, read the short story mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. this, it would have helped. Maybe. Um, maybe it would have made more sense why uh, she was cast as the lead. Maybe she looked like the girl that was described. Maybe. Maybe their actions would have made more sense. Maybe it would have been like, oh, Owen Wilson was supposed to have his head decapitated. Yeah. Like, what do you? Who do you think would be a better pick for for Lily Taylor's role? If you could just think of someone off the top of your head, um, like in two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, like say, yeah. Back. How about say they redid it now? 
Who would you like to see in that main, in the main role? Um, well, in the 2018 Netflix series, uh, they cast somebody who did it pretty well. You don't watch much TV. I no, know, like I don't watch. Ba- I basically watch no TV at all. Okay, well, um, so she was a good pick, but other than that, um, I think a Meg Ryan would be good. Okay. Uh, I think a Jennifer Love Hewitt. I could see that. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious if you had any ideas off the top of your head, someone you think might be better. But it is, I put you on the spot there a little. It's okay. Uh, I give this movie, out of 10, a 4. 4 to 10. I like Green Lantern better, but I think I gave it a worse score. (laughs) This is definitely, I got, don't take this the wrong way, but this is definitely the worst of the seven movies we've watched so far. Yes, I agree. Uh, It had so much promise, but disappointing. So disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, it the disappointment is just like amplified by the fact that the first twenty minutes I thought were so good, and it actually made me excited. Like, oh, okay, maybe I did pick an awesome movie, and I I'm still I'm I'm struggling to think of a set that I like better than what was in this movie. Like, the house was super interesting. And I just and I just wish all the aspects of this film were like practical. And none of the CG. I think that's really where this movie, that's that was downfall. And like, and, and I'm thinking of other movies that we watched with CG, like specifically Green Lantern. Like, it also wasn't great, but it, there was some redemption there. Like, when the last, when the final bad guy shows up, I forget his name now, forgive me, but it was more interesting to look at. And it, it, it sort of lent itself more to the story. But in this movie, it just like took me right right out of it. it just it wasn't scary. It it was just kind of goofy, and it it really just became cheesy and stupid at that point for me. So I'm gonna be more. I'm gonna be a little harsher than you. I think I'm at a three for my total score. That's fair. I think this movie was definitely a good. I mean. It was a good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, the reasons why you picked it, I thought, were admirable. Yeah. Uh, we had to take risks. Totally. Like, I feel like um, we've been doing that. I think we've been taking risks, especially with things like Green Lantern and um, Code 8. Although I will say Code 8 is, now that I, more and more I think about it, the more forgettable it is. But I, it was better than I was anticipating. Um, and Con Air, like, I guess that's more of like, people are torn about that movie, but I, that was like, that movie was freaking awesome. But yeah, this one, it just wasn't, we just didn't do it for us. And that's okay. Yeah. And, uh, that's probably all we need to say yeah. about it. The Haunting. Uh, you want a scary house movie? That's now a Netflix series, Haunting of Hill House. Definitely recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads me to the next movie i've thought about this for quite a long time i had settled on i had settled on one and i changed my mind uh today oh it's a movie that i'm gonna have to say on the podcast to tell everybody because it's a movie that nobody has ever heard of before okay 
a movie I had never heard of before. It's on YouTube. So I'm going to preface this by saying the movie the movie that I had originally wanted to watch was Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> yep. Have you seen Ernest Scared Stupid? Have you seen any of the Ernest movies? I have seen Ernest Goes to Jail more times than I care to admit. Okay, that is fantastic. I have seen Ernest oh. Goes to Jail so many times. But Ernest Scared Stupid, I've only seen, seen like scenes of. I haven't seen the whole thing. So I, uh, I wanted to do a scary... Like a horror movie, but to kind of go back to our roots of watching mm-hmm. bad VHS movies. So I was looking up Ernest Scared Stupid today um, just to kind of give myself some background on it. And I noticed that there was another film, another Ernest film on YouTube that wasn't actually an Ernest film. It was the first time that Jim Varney, the actor, played Ernest. Oh. So I'm going to just get um, get it up so I can I can read it. It's a long title. Okay. It's a nineteen It's a 1985 movie. Uh huh. It's on YouTube. It's called Doctor Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. Okay. It's an American science fiction comedy. All right. It's as low budget as you would want. For a VHS movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, I just kind of skimmed through it and it checks so many boxes. Okay. It's like, so you're saying it's like a movie if we were picking a movie back when we lived together, it would be right on the top of the list. Like we just got to watch this. Yes. Okay. And not just because it's an earnest movie, uh-huh. but because it's just so outrageous just by the stills that I saw of it. Okay. And I have to I have to announce it here because if, you know, episode eight comes out and it's called Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam, nobody's going to know what we're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. So to kind of give people a heads up, it's on YouTube. Um, yeah. I'm and intrigued. Me too. I can't wait. Me neither. Actually, I have a few different movies for the future. So do I. I have lots. I know exactly what my next one's going to be. And I know exactly what the next one of mine's going to be after this one. So that's good. There you go. Okay, well, we talked about The Haunting and everything for much longer than I thought we were going to. Yes, me too. So um, I think it's it's your turn to kind of wrap this thing up. You want me to wrap this up? I do such a bad job of it. Um, I think it'd be a good idea if you do it. Oh, boy. Well, I got to say, our Instagram has been popping off lately. We've gotten a lot of new engagement there, and there's a lot, lots to see. So check it out. Your mother ate my dog pod on Instagram. Um, go back and maybe listen to some of our other episodes. Uh, last week's episode, I thought maybe our best, Con Air. Maybe because I just love the film so much. We both loved it. Um, yeah, maybe share it with your friends. You know, the Gregs in your life, the Janets in your life. Tell them about us. You know, something laid back. Doesn't we don't take ourselves too serious. We don't claim to be some sort of film buffs or experts just some normal 
longtime friends watching movies. And uh, we appreciate you listening today. And we hope to catch you next time for our earnest film, which I already forget the name of. But Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. That's the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. The Pokemon Gloom Beam. There, that's a please, way to remember. Please watch it before we do so that it makes some sort of sense. <laughs> it's going to be quite the adventure, and I cannot wait. Yes. But until then, we will see you next time. It's an hour and a half. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.